0: Thanks for tuning into my channel, the Inspirational Leaders Podcast. And today, we have someone really special on our show. She's a natural connector provider who is passionate about being a change agent, connecting the unconnected, and building diverse, dynamic, and high-impact global teams and inclusive communities. As a global lead for PX Cloud onboarding and adoption in Cisco's customer and partner experience insights and innovation team, Varsha works cross-functionally with regional global partner organization and CX teams to equip, enable, and empower Cisco's partners on their digital transformation journey. And the list can go on forever. With that being said, please welcome our guest for tonight, Varsha Kanwar. Welcome, Varsha.
1: Hey, Utkarsh. Thank you so much. Looking forward to this.
0: Absolutely, Varsha. And I know the wait has been quite long. And you know, I was so getting so much comments and feedbacks from people to whom I told you know that I'll be interviewing Versha in my next episode. And then you know, <laughs> because of some uh, uh, you know other commitments, we had to delay these, uh recording of this episode. Right. So you know, they have been bugging me around.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited too. I have heard your earlier podcast. So yeah, I've got big shoes to fill in. You've done some inspiring speakers already. So. Looking forward to sharing and discussing and making this interesting for our listeners.
0: So uh, just to start of our conversation was, uh, you know, uh, how have you been lately and how are things, especially, you know, with this pandemic out there globally?
1: You know, we've spoken about this a couple of times, right? And yeah, it is. This is strange for me because, as you know, we just moved back um, being in Bay area in the U.S. for seven years and we moved during the pandemic back to Australia, back home here. So it was kind of a mixed kind of whole emotion, right, coming through there. It was more strict over there, Um, pandemic. And, you know, one year of even my daughter, who was in grade 12 there, um, a lot of social distancing. We haven't met our friends, like for any party, or get-togethers, you know, even meeting people at the street, on the street with masks. And then coming here to Australia, where everything was quite normal, frankly speaking, because they've done such a great job of containing it. Of course, there are restrictions we had to do, two-week quarantine in a hotel and other things. But it's kind of really different. And then, of course, my family being in India and so much impact there with pandemic. So it's been kind of a roller coaster, frankly, with Garshan. I can imagine for you especially being there. But, uh, yeah, kind of still kind of taking one day at a time. Frankly, I think one thing, pandemic, and this whole thing that's happening has taught us is pause more often. You know, um, get in touch with your North Star. With what matters most, including family and friends, and take one day at a time.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. There have been a lot of learnings from this pandemic. And I think post pandemic, there'll be a huge shift in multiple um, sectors depending on how we approach things and how the new normal would be.
1: Absolutely. So, totally agree. Yeah.
0: So, Vasha, first things first. I mean, uh, since you, I, I mean, I was researching about you and I got to know through a lot of your engagements and activities which you were involved. By any chance, do you have, you know, more than 24 hours a day? Because considering the fact <laughs> you're involved in so many <laughs> aspects of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. No, it's, it's not that. You know, it's perception sometimes. Um, uh, But I do, I do manage my day uh, and I'm disciplined about it. Like people might think, oh my God, I'm always like with people or on social or doing things, engaging. But I am planful about it, and I do have my morning and evening time for myself. I wake up earlier than the family, and of course, right now it's just my husband and me because my daughter is in uh, is in uni. Um, but yeah, I'm very kind of planful about the me time, the recharge time, uh, meditation, work uh, are really important for me. And it's about just consistency, Gosh, seriously, it's not mm-hmm. just one day. It's more about consistency than intensity. Um, so doing small things but regularly adds up to big things.
0: Absolutely. And you talked about uh, discipline, right? So uh, where where does, the, you know, the seeds of those habits were sown? Is it something which comes from your parents? Because I know you have, uh, you know, Air Force background, right? So,
1: Yeah, funny that you say that, actually. I mean, if I reflect back on that, it is from that. You know, my dad being a fighter pilot, pilot in the Indian Air Force and, you know, he used to wake up early. And uh, in fact, I learned yoga from my dad and uh, early morning and they had this whole ritual you know the armed forces are big on rituals and that's one thing I in fact like about Cisco too this whole thing around we have around leadership rituals and and other things I think that I was exposed to it very early in life uh, being a part of the Air Force but this whole discipline around exercise and um, you know taking our time and even family eating together and even reaching out to people, I mean, this whole my passion to network, people call it networking. For me, it's just a way of life. I mean, we would move school every two years. And this was just natural. At that time, of course, I was a child. And, you know, I didn't like it. I would cry every time we moved because you have to leave your friends, leave your school. Um, but then you go to the next place and you make friends and you reach out and you say hi and you have neighbors. And, you know, you learn and you unlearn. Um, that's another thing i think two or three things that i learned early in life is the change is the only constant in life and the other thing i learned is very early is unity and diversity for me going to different places in india you know right there's so much diversity even if you go from one state to another the food changes the language changes the people how they dress up they change um so yeah definitely the discipline aspect came early in life from now
0: i see you know where that that washa the connector comes from (laughs) (laughs) but the best part of it was you get you got to travel a lot right (laughs) that would have been fun
1: oh yes the passion for travel and food i think all that for my husband and i actually my husband also is from an army family and i'm from the airport so i think that the 20 years being married those kind of things around passion for travel and connecting with people and hospitality and you know, food, all those things um, keep us together even stronger.
0: Absolutely. So uh, Vasha, I mean, and now, you know, since you, you, since the journey has been long and since you have been a part of this industry and you have seen it grow and evolve over a period of time, so um, why not start us with walking through your professional career and how has the journey been like? I mean, I'm pretty sure it would have been a roller coaster, right? Because seeing the facts and the different facets which you're involved in. But, uh, you know, why not walk, walk us through your professional journey?
1: Sure. Thank you. I think my journey, if I say, if I look back and when people ask me, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but I've written a VR Cisco blog too. And, you know, I joke about I'm not a cat, but I seem to have had almost nine lives. So almost eight careers before I found Cisco. Um, okay. So I think my career, <laughs> my career was kind of shaped by turning points. You know, it was more about responding to life's curveballs, ups and downs. And frankly, I do thank, I must thank, or I sincerely do thank the people that I've met across throughout my life. You know, even before Cisco and especially at Cisco, you know, who have inspired me, encouraged me, challenged me, nudged me, sometimes even pushed me beyond my comfort zone to try different things and believed in me um, to give me those opportunities. And also this passion that I have, I knew from an early very early stage that I want to serve people. I want, um, I have this passion to make sure that I am able to bring out their best version. And like in Trey Boyton's words, um, like she says, I really resonate with that is remove barriers to brilliance. And my strength is a connector and provider, uh, which we do at, uh, you know, the team space strengths that we have. And it just kind of shows up in my personal and professional life. And I had done BA mathematics honors so I was inclined towards, you know, solving problems and um data interested me, but more than that, people interested me. And I in fact, after my high school wanted to do psychology. And during just that time that I was studying and, you know, my parents and people around me were like, Why psychology? You know, do mathematics. You got like nice nine out of hundred, go do that and there's more career opportunities. Um, since then I kind of tried teaching, web designing. Event management, modeling, uh, even nursing in Australia, banking, uh, so many different things. But somehow I never found that niche, being able to bring my whole self. And even my move from banking to Cisco was kind of an interesting junction, right? Almost like Rhea is, what, 18 years old now. So 18 years back when Rhea was going to get into school and I was in banking and I was interviewing for some banking, private banking roles. And, you know, when you they off, give you an offer letter and they say, do you have a question to ask? And I asked all of them saying that, hey, you know what? I'm a first-generation immigrant to Australia. I've got a young daughter. She's going to school. I don't want to miss her key milestones. So I want that flexibility that I will I will not drop the ball. I will do my work, but I want that flexibility to be at her key milestones of her school in, in her learning journey. And most of them at that time, you know, pre-pandemic and all that stuff, they didn't know what's going to happen. They were like, you know what, our customers are out during the day. You need to be out. So we can't promise that, but we'll see how it works. And then I got into uh, Cisco for an interview, and the same question I asked my manager, in fact, she's here still now, Lisa Barker, and Lisa said, I don't care where you are, Russia. you can be at the beach, you can be at your daughter's uh, soccer game, till the time the work is done. I don't care what where you are or what you're doing. And we have such great collaboration tools and technologies that you can join a meeting from anywhere um, if you need it to be. And I just left banking, joined Cisco, and never looked back. And it really allowed me to be my best self every day, my whole self, actually. You know, I'm surrounded by amazing, diverse, kind, innovative human beings. And we together, through our technology and um, you know our mission we're truly building bridges to an inclusive future for us all. We're doing this by one action, one connection, one conversation, one decision, one disruption at a time. And uh, I have been at Cisco, I've had six different roles, eight different managers, and worked in the US, worked in Australia, um, traveled all across, um, have expo- have expo- exposure to working with teams in India globally, in fact, and um, absolutely enjoying as much and even more than the day one that I joined Cisco about 14 years back.
0: Oh my gosh, that has been a really roller coaster right? <laughs> from banking to, you know, from finance to modeling to nursing and then back to Cisco. Oh my gosh, yes. I guess you were exploring <laughs> all your career options.
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. I don't know if some people might say you're just one confused person, but maybe. But you know what? I see that as kind of it's worked out for me. and. It's helped me to really become resilient and reinvent myself and rebrand myself and just be comfortable. Even now, if there is a change in role or a direction, you know, I'm able to kind of move to it. And I'll ask questions, but I'm more ready and willing to try different new things and uh, take people with me on that journey.
0: Absolutely, Virj. And I know, I mean, I can see what kind of impact that has had on your uh, career journey as well. And also, you know, most of the times when I, uh, you know, have a discussion with a couple of colleagues over uh, within Cisco and outside other companies as well, you know, so they have this kind of notion where they say that, you know, I'm pretty comfortable in my current role. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm even though I'm not getting that kind of right connection or, you know, skill set mapping, but still I'm, you know, at ease, at comfort. So more often than not, people get into that comfort zone. So how difficult, because you have tried exploring multiple feeds and I'm pretty sure that, you know, during the initial days, it wouldn't have been that easy as it is now or as easily we can talk about it right now. So what was it, you know, that you tried to 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 always challenge yourself and, you know, question and, you know, throw yourself out of your comfort zone and, uh, you know, get the best out of it?
1: Absolutely. Of course, it wasn't easy. You know, you're right, because at now when we have gone through that journey, we can always reflect back and, you know, have a good laugh about it. But um it's not easy when you're going through changes, right? And you're making transitions. Um this having this whole notion of multiple careers. I see that now, even at Cisco. I mean, I love Cisco as a company and I see many of the people that I work here. I love the fact that we can have not just different jobs, But different careers in the same company, I mean, who gets to do that, right? Um, For me, I think initially, practically speaking with Karsh, was more around life just happens, right? Life just happens, so I had to kind of take on a certain kind of role or I started teaching, but then my parents had moved, I had to do something else. And then I kind of tried and made the best of what I had in front of me. One of my favorite quotes is, bloom where you're planted. So... That's one thing that comes naturally to me is when I see a problem or I'm going through something, I just don't look at it as, as a problem, but a situation. And when you look at it like that, you don't worry. Because sometimes when we worry, you know, we make a mountain of a molehill and we kind of not able to positively use our energies toward the opportunities that sometimes present themselves. Almost all the time, if you have a challenge or something you might think is bad that's happened or a setback. It's not a setback. Actually, it's a setup for a new future. It's a setup for a new opportunity that sometimes we miss if we worry about it too much. But there were some leadership challenges I had to overcome. For example, for me, uh, being born in India and especially at that time, you know, when I was growing up, or like almost what it's been—14 years I've been here. It's about 20 years since I kind of left uh, um, India. So it was back then. This whole concept of you can't be what you can't see. So for me, frankly, when growing up as a teenage girl in India at that time, almost 25, 30 years back, and for me, the aspiration I had for my life was get married, have three kids, maybe become a teacher. And I thought that was a big thing I'm kind of aspiring for. So one thing I had to really kind of get over when I moved to Australia 20 years back is actually when I realized, oh, I am also an individual. I'm not necessarily just somebody's wife or somebody's daughter or somebody's sister. I am an individual. I can aspire. I can achieve things and, and do things. So that's one of the things that really kind of, first of all, helped me to kind of know is that I had role models now who were doing things, who were working, women, achieving things, having family and making their own path, uh, not necessarily going through the paths that society expects of you or the people who think they know the best for you so that was one of the first challenges i had to kind of break through myself the other yeah, few things yeah. that i had to kind of get over was also yeah. around and so,
0: so what's just seeing you know i mean once, once yeah. you see now you know uh 10 years back or 20 years down the line where you know you were just uh, looking for a normal life and settling down so yeah. at times do you pat yourself and say hey i did it
1: Hi. i I should do that more often. <laughs> Pat myself <laughs> on my back, but yeah, I do more than patting myself. I'm just so filled with gratitude, frankly speaking, Utkarsh. Every morning I wake up, and sometimes even when I'm driving in a car or somewhere, and I look at the trees, and I just look at where I am staying now, or just look around me, and even sometimes when I'm on call with peers at Cisco, we're doing amazing things with our customers and partners, and I do sometimes suddenly this not sometimes, but many times during the day. I'm just filled with so much gratitude that I was presented with opportunities, uh, with the people, uh, with circumstances that I'm able to do this now, because I really, really did not imagine this life for myself or things that I'm doing now to be even possible.
0: Yeah. And also the reason for this, uh, I mean, the backdrop for this question was, you know, because I have seen you, I mean, I've seen people, you know, who have done great deals in their life and, you know, they are an individual contributor they achieve and they have, big goals Mm -hmm. they dream for it and they achieve for it but in your case you know I've especially seen you creating that path you know paving that uh, road for others as well for that journey and you know kind of giving it back to the society and you are you know kind of a connector enabler helping others to you know bridge the gaps and uh, you know bring them up to the speed so that's that's something you know which is very for the lack of a better word that's you know very uh, specific and that's very. Uh, you know, fewer in number, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm really intrigued by all all the engagements that you're involved and, you know, you're trying to give it back to the society in your capacity and calendar. Yeah,
1: no, thank you. I think that's definitely that wakes me up. I mean, I get, wake up with this spring in my feet every day. And the first thing thought of my mind is, how can I help somebody? How can I uplift somebody? How can I make somebody's day better? Whether it's in my personal life also in the lift and just even if I travel in the bus, like, it's just there for me because I know what I missed. I did not have, and when I got it, I also cherished that. It was people. It was those small micro moments. It were it was those small things that somebody said at the right time uh, to uplift me, to guide me. Um, that makes all the difference. And I want early in career, especially women or men, uh, you know, with different backgrounds, background, especially underrepresented or under like privileged for whatever reason to know that hey you know if I can teach you or share with you some of the early lessons that I had and if you can skip those lessons or learn from them and move faster accelerate your career your growth towards your goals your success why not um that's my mission for sure
0: absolutely and uh, you know more often than not it is much important now because with this current pandemic situation and you know the kind of uh, mental stress, which individuals are going through, and also you know other challenges. Needless to say that. So, uh, I mean, from from your viewpoint, how important do you feel you know the role of the role of leadership is at this point of time? I mean, obviously there has been importance of leadership throughout the ages, but uh, especially with these uh, pandemic situation and current challenging times, uh, you know what is the importance of leadership, or how do you see leadership evolving, or what are the changes which you yourself. You know, try to inculcate over a period of time, whether it be a hybrid work culture or?
1: That's a great question, Utkarshan. You're right. You know, we are in the midst of it. I mean, I am a big fan of the Brandy Brown podcast, and, you know, everywhere as you see, people are already talking about it. And you saw the WebEx event that we had, and, you know, Fran, our uh, HR um, leader, also talks about this. Is this whole thing that hybrid work is a reality? And during this whole last year and a half, almost two years now of pandemic and things that, you know, virtual working, everybody working from home, they have realized leadership has shown through, good leadership has shined and helped, but then also the gaps we have had have also become very disparate and evident during this time. Um, I myself have learned having a global team, the importance of actually reaching out to people, being innovative. I mean, we are lucky, again, at Cisco that we have the technologies and the tools and also that our leadership top-down also makes the time and space, you know, to kind of have those conversations and reach out to us and the very fact that Chuck and Fran started this kind of weekly conversations and then bi-weekly kind of um, having these check-ins and company-wide meetings and making that time and space has been so important. So definitely we will, as we return, Uh, like Brené Brown and Priya Parker. uh, There's a recent podcast, if you haven't seen, you should check it out, um, on Unlocking Us. They talk about how we return to gathering. You know, we'll have to navigate new spaces, new norms, creating this inclusive sense of belonging um, without creating exclusion. And also really look at things that, what is that we want to carry on from the past or pre-pandemic and what are the things that really we didn't need? We were just doing it because we were just doing it. We want autopilot. Uh, small example, I think uh, G2 mentioned about on WebEx event that we had um, recently about how pre-pandemic, you know, only eight percent of meetings had one remote attendee. Uh, going forward, ninety-eight percent meetings will have at least one remote attendee, or if not more. So, how do we run those hybrid meetings? Um, how do we actually create that sense? of inclusion. I read a quote just recently. It said, you know, if you're not consciously including, you are unconsciously excluding. So I think it's a, definitely a time, um, like Alex Allen also says, is definitely a time to have, be for leaders to step up, um, to be more proximate, to be more intentional, and really kind of capture the heads and hearts and hands of people. Set that pace. So the role of leadership is evolving. And guess what? Leadership is not going to be just about title. We all are leading. We've seen during this whole working from home, you know, leadership has emerged from different places. People are leading from where they are, irrespective of titles, where they're based, where are they in the organization. So I think it's definitely an exciting time. And also a time that we have to be mindful and purposeful
0: absolutely it's an exciting time but yeah we need to be mindful and purposeful because humanity first as you told right if you're not consciously uh, including you are unconsciously excluding and that's so true right we didn't uh, most of the times uh, more often than not we don't realize that but yeah that's so apt for the current situation.
1: Absolutely, and you know, rituals matter. And that's another thing I I want to kind of run one of the last points around this is as we get into hybrid work and, you know, the evolution of leadership, I mean, I love this whole concept of our team space check-ins and, um, you know, being able to have these conversations and and drive the proximity uh, multiplier effect we have in Cisco CX that Alex Allen is driving. I mean, it's all about having those, being okay with having those uncomfortable conversations because we can no longer afford to be just bystanders on many of the things. We have to be upstanders. We have to be, have a point of view and we have to do right by our people and right by our team. And for that, it takes courage. It takes, yes, discomfort, but it takes conviction and uh, an open learning mindset that, hey, you know what? I am not here to be right. I'm here to get it right
0: yeah and, and it also needs the vision from the leadership like especially we have in Cisco, right the kind of uh, support and back we have from the leadership and the management and you know the kind i mean so at I, I, I point of times you know i really feel blessed to be a part of it you know because the way the management or you know the the ceo himself is on call at late nights and you know he's 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 empathetic and you know he's considerate and he. know i mean it's, I just run out of words, you know, how, how uh, thankful I am to be a part of this uh, leadership and the team. So
1: Absolutely. I think it all starts with showing up and the example is leadership, you know, As they set the example. So we do have example at the, that of how leaders show up uh, and are there. And that was a perfect example of how the ELT kind of showed up at an insane hour that for them from US um, to have that India check-in that we had a couple of weeks back.
0: Absolutely. So, what um, the journey has been, uh, I, I would not say very long, but yeah, <laughs> it has been a long journey and, you know, uh, failures are part of life and uh, they're, they're bound to happen at some or other point of time in the life, right? So, I mean, I'm pretty sure you would have also faced it in some form and capacity at some point of time in your life, right? So, um, and, and more important than not, it is like how we react to it, right? There's this never ending uh, romance with failures where people say, you know, Videos are the best part of it. You learn from it, but it depends on how you react to it and how you perceive to it. So, uh, have you been through any such situation? I mean, was there a situation where things were going haywire in your life? And uh, just just walk us through your mindset. What was running through your mind, and uh, how how you tried to you know cope up and uh, come up with the solution for that challenge?
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, and yes. Like. Failure is definitely part of life. I feel like almost on a daily basis, like if you let yourself if you let yourself get sucked into it, I mean, there are things. If you're trying something new, if you're putting yourself out there, your whole self, of course, you know, you will kind of try things but fail at things. But I really kind of, one thing about failure is that you have to look at failure as learning. Like there's no failure. It's just learning. And if you kind of have that mindset, it becomes easier. It also allows you to be more innovative, but it was not that case for me for the longest time. Again, coming from India and just the way—I mean, it depends upon the culture, right? Is there a culture there where it was more about worrying about what others will think? I think we, the failure and the sense of shame that you know, even Brené Brown, again referring to her, she talks about is we are not mostly scared about failure because we couldn't do it, but because what others might think. So for the initial part of my life growing up as a girl child in India and then going into career, I mean, that was a big thing about, um, you know, really pulling yourself down on failure, saying that, oh, my God, I didn't do that right or being hard on yourself or trying new things or trying different way of doing things and not working out. But I did realize, I mean, especially as a people manager and as a parent, right, with Karsh, like, of course, I don't get everything right. I mean, each time, no matter how long have you been a people leader, each time you get a new team or a new individual, it's a different dynamic, and you might not get everything right. But I have realized, and I am a big believer of it, and that's how I kind of pull myself out of it is, yes, if I fail at something, if something goes wrong, I acknowledge it, I feel the emotion, look at myself, I am then write down, what did I learn from it? And then get up, dust myself, and then move on. So I think that's the whole thing about failure is that, you know, you, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect different result. And if you want to expect different result, you have to try different things. And not all the time it will succeed. But guess what? You also miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So there's a different side to the coin of failure is that, yes, there's failure. Yes, it does not make you feel good. But then if you didn't try that, if you don't try again, how would you know a better way? For me, that's the whole thing about Owning up to your failures, taking accountability, pausing to acknowledge, and then picking yourself up and moving forward with the lesson that you've learned.
0: I mean, uh, it is these little acts, you know, which help you to grow as an individual and also, you know, build on top of that. You, so uh, I, I mean, my two cents to that. What you said, right? There, there are no failures. There are just learnings. And the sooner, mm-hmm. or you know, the better, the faster you can learn, and the quickly you can fail and fail forward the quick learner you become and then you, you know, you, you improve on top of that and, you know, you build and you, uh, you know, grow as a better individual learning from these experiences. Absolutely. So, Washa, I mean, since, since failures are also part of life and we talked that, you know, how leadership is helping to change that, but, you know, at some point of time, you, you, you are an individual contributor. You are just a beginner in your career and you are getting to you're getting used to, to whatever sector you are involved in, whether it be in the uh, finance or whatever, I mean, different sectors, wherever you, your workplace calls you for, right. So uh, throughout this journey, you know, there, there are, there are are people who help you, there are people who who support you, who are in the form of being their, your mentors or, you know, your colleagues, your friends, your family. So uh, specifically in your case, what was, you know, what worked as a great enabler or a support system to, you know, to guide you in your career journey and also to help you in your decision-making capabilities, because you know there are a lot of thoughts running in your mind when you know you are starting a career journey and you know you are you are trying to pave the path and you know you are learning from the situations or phenomena which are happening. So, what has been that one thing or couple of things that has been a great enabler or support system for you to guide you in your career journey and your decision-making capabilities?
1: That's a great. That's a very thoughtful question, Oskar. Thank you for asking. Um, the first thing I'll have to say and enable in my career journey, in short, helping people. And I'm a big believer of your network is your network. And your network includes, of course, your family, your friends. But in professional circle, it includes your mentors, your coaches, your sponsors, your peers, your managers. And tapping into that network, right? Many a times, we don't ask enough for help. Or we don't approach others because we don't want to be kind of seen into that light that you don't know all the answers. But for me, being open about my aspirations, being open about where I needed help uh, and being open about I don't have all the answers actually opened doors and windows through other people who kind of knew me because I would share that at a consistent basis and work with them. To kind of help shape where I wanted to go and get um, guidance and get um, personal perspectives. So I think that's definitely been. Is I would like to thank you know people who've been there to kind of support me through this journey for sure. One thing for decision making also personally is just this whole thing around, uh, especially especially at work, is data driven decisions, right? I mean, really reading up, investing in yourself, whether it is. Taking our time, you know, we have this concept at Cisco, as you know, it's called the Triple E. I think other industries use too, is that experience, exposure, and education. So I've always used that framework with my managers too, where we carve out, okay, 70% of my time is on experience activities, 20% on exposure, 10% on education. Experience is, of course, your day-to-day job, what you do, what's your stretch goal how you're achieving things, what impact are you creating for your team, for Cisco, for your communities and your customers. 20% is exposure, doing stretch roles, assignments, mentoring, reverse mentoring, shadowing, um, events. And then 10% is education. So I think those were kind of combined with people and then investing in myself um, has helped me to make my decisions in my career or my leadership journey. Hope that makes sense. Absolutely, Varsha. I mean,
0: that 70, 20, 10% rule, right? That makes a lot of sense, you know. Uh, you, you learn from those experiences and then you involve into activities and then also you invest time on learning, right? Because that's a never-ending journey. You learn and then you build on top of that. So that's really amazing to know that, you know. And, and in fact, from the Cisco's perspective as well, it's good that, you know, the leadership and the management is, have they do have a forward-looking approach and, you know, they 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 are concerned about, you know, the uh, the employees uh you know growth and education from that aspect as well so and um also on the lines of you know uh being being a support system or getting an enabler right but at the end of the day it is what you are passionate about that drives you right your your motivation or what what drives you on a daily basis so that you know whenever you get up in the morning you say that hey these are the thoughts i'll live up to this is which which, which always has your back right so tell us a bit about your source of motivation and what really gives you a, a great deal of enthusiasm or inspiration to you on a daily basis and and, and in specific what do you what do you, you try to do on a regular basis to keep yourself motivated maybe you know just uh, getting involved in some social activities or you know going out for a trip I, I would I would love to do that uh giving back to the society. <laughs> you know So uh, how how do you keep yourself motivated on a regular basis?
1: Absolutely. I think you have like two or three questions in that same line. So I kind of try to um, get to the first one. But you're so right. You have to have that north star I mean, everything else can be enablers. You have opportunities. Many a times, but we miss that if you don't have your own north star So many times, if I have like early in career or people I'm I'm mentoring, and they'll come to me and say, you know, Varsha, I see you as a success. I want to be what you're doing. You tell me one to ten steps that you do every day, I'll do that and I'll be you. And I'm like, you don't want to be me because I. you see what you see outside. But along with the perceived success that you see, I have my own trials, tribulations and, you know, things that I've gone through. It's a whole kind of thing. You can't just get one side of it. And why do you want to be me? You are unique you. So I think having that North Star is so important. And for me as a connector provider and, you know, I consider myself a global citizen, For me to connect the unconnected, remove barriers to brilliance, uh, build teams and leaders and and helping people be their best possible versions of themselves, that is my joy. I want to spread joy in the world and in a world where we can be anything, I would rather choose to be kind than any other title. Um, So I think that passion definitely drives me. And what gives me motivation is something I referred to earlier, is that this inherent, inherent attitude of gratitude. And living with this childlike wonder. You know, I truly believe that the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. So every morning and evening what I do is, and that's why I like to wake up earlier than the rest of the family, is just reflecting on the day, doing some meditation or, you know, just looking at setting some intentions for the day. Like, how do I I want to show up? What do I want to bring? And also believing in ourselves. You know, there are things that happen in life I might come across as a very positive person and i am but i've been through my own trials and tribulations and i do also need to build up my confidence but setting in your intentions for the day of how you want to show up what do you want to achieve um has it really helps me and at night uh i do i do read bible and but then also in, i've got a personal journal where i write and observe how did the day go you know what did i do what did i feel where can i be better What I I didn't do, what I need to start doing. Um, So I think those are the kind of little practices, but again, with consistency that you do, um, that keeps me motivated for sure. And one last thing I'll share is, I think I've shared with you already in my leadership profile that I create. It's Rosabeth Moss Cantor's Six Keys to Leading Positive Change. I have it as a screensaver with Karsh And whenever I am even looking at my day or if I'm getting overwhelmed or I just feel disconnected or whatever, I have a low energy, I look up at that and it says six things, right? First thing is show up. Second is speak up, look up, team up, lift each other up, and never give up. It all starts with showing up. You feel the fear, but you do it anyway. And it is about speaking up, not just for yourself, but for those around you. Looking up. You know, it's important to seek out diverse, different perspectives. Sometimes we are so busy or we've done that so many times. You're like, I've been there. I've done that. I know that. But no, like, look up. Look up at something new you might learn about the same thing you've been doing for ages. And I sincerely, again, with Cisco, I love the fact that, you know, we have this whole concept of power of teams and power of we over power of me. And I love that African proverb that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And the last two things about lift each other up, of course, we are stronger together. You know, in a world, um, you know, we can be each drops of an ocean, but together we are the whole ocean. And the last but not the least, never give up. I do believe patience, perseverance, and perspiration, they're an unbeatable combination of success. And um it's just something that, you know, life is about consistency and congruency than uh, intensity. So I keep that in mind and perspective to keep myself motivated
0: what, what a amazing thought process right those six key positive change uh, right what, what you what you have as your screensaver as well i mean i i really feel you know this is something which you know which 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 are the, you know building blocks as an individual and as a leader as well because leadership knows no boundary right it can be at you, you definitely not need to be you know uh, 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 at a higher position let's say at, at a senior director level or some 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 senior level to you know uh, encompass this but it comes in your capacity where you are leading individuals and it is these building blocks or thought processes which change an individual's perspective so I'm I'm, 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 I'm just intrigued by the fact that you know you you have been you have you have so you you know you have fine tuned the process of leadership so much that it it looks as simple as this you know that uh, though it is how however tough it is but you know it is these little things which you do on a daily or a regular basis which has you know a great impact. So uh, and, and, and no, I thank you. To you're too you kind. Do... You're too
1: kind. I have not fine tuned <laughs> it, but uh, yeah, getting there. <laughs> and you are leading from where you are, and you. I mean, seriously, I'm so glad we connected, and what you're doing here for the community and connecting with people you are leading from where you are and doing a great job i'm learning from you too
0: absolutely Marisha. thank you so much for those kind words and I, as, as i also know that you know you you are a mother and you have two kids as well and you have yeah. other family family engagements as well to take care of so how important you know it is to uh, to have, or or what you do personally on a regular basis to maintain you know a good balance in your life both in terms of your professional spectrum as well as on a per, uh, on a personal level as well because um, you, you are not a different person at work and a different person at home, right? You are the same individual. It's just that you're, on dif- you're in a different frame of mind. So how important how it be? is to, you know, yeah. have a good mental health and what do you do on a regular basis or how do you uh, try to maintain that balance? And more and just the back, to give you a backdrop of this question is that, you know, what would be your key advice to some of our um, budding leaders or youths, you know, to have a balanced life? Both in terms of their professional spectrum and their personal life.
1: Absolutely. And I do have one child, though. I wish I had two or three, but yeah, <laughs> we decided to just have one child. We moved from India to Australia, and my husband said, No, one is enough. We are both first generation immigrants, and we need to kind of provide the best for the child. And But yeah, Rhea is amazing. I'm so thankful for my daughter. And yeah, my husband sometimes behaves like a child. So yes, maybe you can say two. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, coming back to your I wish time you were on
0: question, your you are not on speaker. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but coming back to time, you know, I have realized. I mean, I have been through um, stages in my life and career where I get, I got overwhelmed or overcommitted myself, or you know, just kind of gets everything you want to do, and I had to pace myself and kind of figure out where I want to get engaged, how much I want to do, and sometimes I lean in uh, in certain areas of my life more, and but I sometimes I lean back too. And it might not be so evident to the outside world, but if I invest, I give my 100%, right? Like if I'm going to serve in a fiscal, I helped create the executive shadow program and the peer-to-peer shadowing program when I was in Australia. When I went to the U.S., I was leading a business outreach uh, pillar. But what I do is I help go in, set it up, but I also rotate. So I take a back seat. I kind of set it up achieve the outcome that we want and then I go try something else while being like an SME uh, on the previous thing that I did because I think rotation is just so important and giving other people the chance uh, to do that and then also it's the thing about not having time but making time so you have to prioritize of where you want to focus and why um, and over the last few years with Karsh, I have realized that saying no to certain things is as important as saying yes um, because saying no to make space for something that's more important is is really a key to better managing your time, too. And saying no doesn't mean that, oh, just saying no. I'll say no and say, hey, I can't do this right now, but I have got another person in mind, or you can go to do this. That can help you. Um, but, yes, one thing I had to kind of put is boundaries on what I want to do and, and how much. Yeah, actual actually, saying this on, no is a very yeah, you know
0: very uh, hyped concept. You know, talked about why? Because you know, yeah. more often than not, it is considered as a very you know negative impression of an individual on mm-hmm. others or a group or organization. But you know, it, it's just the way you perceive it. Because on 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 other hand, if you see the other aspect of it, basically you are you know you're you're not just saying no. You are telling that I'm not uh boss i'm not 100% committed or you know i'm not 100% ready enough now to commit and to give you time or to get engaged with you on this activity or a project or an engagement so sometime later or you know you can you can point him or her to a better individual or to give, to, to redirect him to a better channel where you know that would be of a greater benefit so in 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 short you know you are actually helping both both of yourselves
1: absolutely absolutely right and you know what comes with it hand. In hand is converting your FOMO into JOMO, the fear of missing out to joy of missing out. I mean, that was another lesson that I had to learn. Um, you know, just sometimes we're like, especially with hybrid work too, I saw initially with Karsh that everybody wanted to be in every meeting, right? And even for myself, when I moved from US to here, I was like, oh my gosh, all the big decisions are happening there, all the company meetings, all my majority of my team is there. I'm going to miss out and trying to catch up on everything. And then I realized it's okay. I can catch up on recording. I can find out some person, meet them for 15 minutes, catch up on any actions for me or any any highlights. And so converting that fear of missing out into joy of missing out and trusting people around you. And again, like I said, again, before asking for help, uh, asking for information and raising your hands when you don't have enough information. So that all definitely definitely adds up. But to answer your last question around advice for a balanced life, what balance? There is no work-life balance. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you saw the meme that came out when <laughs> pandemic started. Remember, it, they said um, it was going on the internet. It said something like, "We are not working from home; we are living at work." So,
0: oh gosh. we talked about
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like we're not working from home; we are living at work. We got the cat, we got the dog, we got the kids, we got everybody, and we are all working here. So. There is no work-life balance, not even integration. Like I think there was a conversation I heard, Fran, Jerry, and some of our senior ELT uh, women uh, leaders, and they talked about how it's just life. And because it's just life, yes, you have to be disciplined. Um, You have to know your non-negotiables, right, Um, around your family time, your exercise time, your me time, and focusing on your mental health. You know, mental health is health. And you are responsible for your uh, own mental health, but also of those around you. So kind of making sure that that is a priority and you know your own limits. We know our own triggers. So we need to make those decisions for ourselves to manage our time and our space and shut off totally when we say we've got to shut off, you know, shut off those reminders and those um, connectivity through your outlook on your phone and teams on your phone. And just making sure you step away and come recharged, whatever recharge means to you—taking a walk, spending time with your family, dancing, whatever uh, it means to you—and
0: okay. and, and that makes uh, more, more sense, right? You know, because every individual is unique, and you have your own circumstances, your own situations, your own—you uh, know—career yep. goals, paths, and alignments. So, all that matters is you know you prioritize, you align, and then. More often than not, mm-hmm. when you get time, you recharge on a regular basis by doing whatever makes you happy or whatever are your Absolutely. hobbies in specific. Absolutely. So, what I mean, this is this is one question which you know I I generally ask to all my guests, and that that brings us to the last segment of our episode. Is that you know, let's say you look back to um, what I should say, twenty-three to twenty-five years old, Varsha. Uh, what is it that you know are, are there few things which which now since you are at this stage where you have gone through that journey and you know you have a lot of experience so is there something which you would like to do differently now or you would have thought that okay if, if given an opportunity you would have tried to you know do something different throughout this journey
1: um absolutely I think for me I would have taken more risk and just be myself, be okay with myself sooner than I started being. I think for me, that can kind of lay that realization that, hey, you know what you are the best you are your like best version, like you are unique, and it's okay to be you and the whole you, and also taking risks and and doing things differently, you know, starting where you are, using what you have, doing what you can um that's definitely one thing that i would have done sooner and more often than being worried about what others would think or what if i fail and spend time more in fear than in chasing my dreams
0: absolutely and you know it is it is these little learnings which you know which have great impact on uh, budding leaders and individuals Uh, it it was really an amazing episode uh and i'm pretty sure you know the (laughs) wait is over so just for the audience you know we we got this delayed for one week and what it's Wednesday today we are recording it so most probably it'll be out by Friday and thank you so much Varsha for taking time out of your busy schedule I know you you would have some other meetings buzzing you around now (laughs) so Uh, don't worry about it no don't worry
1: about it I apologize for changing the time so many times but uh, this was so much fun I've been looking forward to it And what a great thing you're doing, Utkarsh. I've learned so much already from the other podcasts through with Annie and Viva. We'll catch up on the other podcasts too. And let's continue to chat and, you know, we can make a difference together um, and uh, create the bridge for people to their own goals
0: and their own dreams. Absolutely, Varsha. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Take care. Have a good one.